0: Kiyoung, Kiyoung will be coming soon. Uh, as you know, this summertime for us is a time when we usually will explore a theme, and we have, as has been our custom now for the past few years, a tradition of having different guests come and friends of our church community. We also get a chance to hear from some of our own uh, teaching and pastoral team, and just different people who are serving in capacities that are connected to us, and so. You know, today we're going to be continuing on, you know, the focus, moments of decision had to do with this idea that we are making our way through a journey, and oftentimes in this journey, just like the the picture and the metaphor that we're using here suggests there are times when we're making our way down the road of life, and then we're brought to points where we have to choose a direction, and things aren't always clear, and it's not always clear what what God wants us to do and what even the most wise course of action would be. A lot of times in those places... We find ourselves stuck, kind of paralyzed, a little bit afraid, not sure what to do. Moments of decision. Bibles fill with examples of people who came to these places and had to rely upon God to really show them how to, how to move forward with their lives. And, you know, part of what we wanted to do was think about not only the big decisions of life, but we also were talking about, and it's already kind of been established as a theme here, is that there are opportunities that you and I have in this life to be hands and feet for Jesus. We, we have, through the everyday decisions of life, been given this great privilege to honor God and to touch others. And a lot of those things may never be noted as being heroic, they're not big things necessarily, but those small everyday decisions, some of which are made with absolutely nobody else looking, alone, just us and God, in the privacy of our own time. Sometimes they're made in our homes, and our houses, in the midst of our relationships. Those decisions that we make when we're on our jobs, when we have choices to make, are we going to honor God in this way or not? These small decisions begin to, even though they don't look that impressive, over a period of time, they begin to add up and they begin to define a life. So one of the things we wanted to explore is just how our decisions, these small decisions of everyday people, which is what we are, can be really a, a factor in creating a life that is really gonna touch and make a difference. And so, the big decisions are often informed by how we make the little ones. So we're gonna be hearing from Kyung. You know, also, you notice in the handout that it gives you a little bit of a bio about Kyung. Kyung is a pretty amazing guy. Uh, he has been with our church for a number of years. He has been, you know, his training formally uh, was uh, as an engineer and in business. He's got a, an engineering degree from MIT, a business degree from Carnegie Mellon he's worked in silicon valley he's been in the business and the marketplace for a number of years but really he he has what's most impressive about kyung and i'll be honest about this is that ever since i've known him he's exhibited this amazing sensitivity love for people and a servant's heart and a genuine listen you can tell when someone's real a genuine desire to try to live out this christian life in a way that is a blessing he really cares And uh, I've always been inspired by that. One of the things that he's done over the years is he served in our, he was really, he came on as a volunteer for about seven years serving in our youth ministry as a volunteer leader. Then he transitioned over, and he had a number of experiences there, and he transitioned over in our men's ministry. He's been leading that for a number of years. He's led our search committee. He's very involved in the parking ministry as well, which is kind of a part of our... He's everywhere. I mean, he's, he's also uh, uh, recently just transitioned over to our senior administrative pastor role, which is no small thing. But again, I go back to the fact that he has a genuineness about his love for God that, that really does affect people. The more you get to know him, the more you appreciate it. And so we're going to be hearing his take. We asked him to share on this little theme um, to maybe give us some examples of the ministries that he's been involved in, specifically to share some experiences around his engagement with youth, also with the men's ministry, and the variety of other things that he sort of experienced, to kind of share parts of his life and ministry experience as a way of illustrating the fact that small decisions may not look like a lot, but they make a big difference, and so he's going to be sharing that. What I'd like us to do in a minute, we'll welcome him up, but I want to go ahead and pray. And just ask the Lord to just bless the time that we have left together. Lord, I know the day is beautiful out there, and many of us are, you know, we've got things that we're going to be doing later on, but right here, we're here, and we are like the song we sang about, we're present, and we're in this place, and we're in the now, and we want to really just have open hearts. Maybe some of us have areas that we really do sense you asking things of us, and um, we're feeling a need to respond. Maybe there are people that you want us to be responsive towards and consider blessing. I pray that by the time we're done, that we would be more encouraged to be, to be an extension of your love and grace, Lord, uh, that we would not only take care of our own heart, which is huge, and be open to that, the work that you want to do in us, but also, Lord, that you would then, then use what you're doing inside of our lives to be a blessing to other people. And so I just ask that you'd bless this short time that we have left. Let our hearts be inspired to want to serve you and honor you better and live better for you. And I just pray for this blessing in Jesus' name. Let your grace flow, Lord, among us, we pray. Amen. Let's give Kyung a nice warm welcome. Can we do that?
1: Thank you, sir. Hello, everyone. Greetings on this wonderful Father's Day. Um, it's really a, a privilege to share with you today um, You know, as as Pastor Terry alluded to, um, when when I was preparing for this message, um, this intersection of moments of decision with today, uh, Father's Day, um, I was really struck by how all the series of small decisions that we make, you know, seemingly insignificant decisions, seemingly everyday decisions, how all of that, leads to who we are. The accumulation of all those are, it really forms um, our traits, our habits, and our character. Um, and also the, the impact of that on other people around us. And again, just everyday people. Um, we sang about it in the, uh, the song Unwavering, that we would be God's hands and feet. That God uses us, each, each, each and every one of us, to affect our family, our children, um, our neighbors, coworkers, okay, and the world. And we're gonna be touching on, on some of that. Um, so, and as, uh, you know, it, again, just to, look, just to look back and reflect and, and preparing for this message, I had an opportunity to just think back on, on two areas that are really, really dear to my heart. Um, when my wife and I first uh, joined Cornerstone back in 94, I jumped into youth ministry. I, I had worked in youth ministry at a, a, a couple previous churches, just again, just volunteering. Um, and for about eight years, I just worked with the youth here. And, and then about seven years after that, I had transitioned over to men's ministry. And through those years, I've had a chance to see the impact. I mean, I had a chance to look back and say, you know, some of those decisions were really powerful. It didn't seem like much at the time. And you know, some of those decisions turned out great. You know, you know, Blessing, amazing blessings. And then some decisions were almost tragic. Um, it made me think about, um, there was a young man who, who grew up in this church who uh, his father was missing in his life. And it was really beautiful to see some of the key men in in our church, you know, back when our church was just about 150 people, that some of these key men just really invested in this young man's life. Um, It was like tag teaming, you know, like team fathering kind of. And and it's really great to see, again, just 10, 15 years later, to see that he is now well on his way to a professional career that he's established um, and just really centered on the Lord. It also made me think about Another young man who, you know, once again, his father was kind of missing in his life. And I, I didn't think much of it at the time. I, I saw that on the calendar that was his birthday, and I just took him out for his birthday. And later on, I find out from his mom that, you know, she really thanked me that um, I, was, I was able to do that. And, and again, my decision to do so, I didn't think much of it at the time. But it turned out his father had consistently missed his birthdays and at times um, didn't pick him up when he was supposed to at Caltrain, you know, just left him there for hours. And um, so there was a wound there that I just wasn't even aware of. And, and again, just, just looking, looking at that from multiple perspectives, and again, looking back on it now to that father, I never really knew him, but his son wasn't that important. Keeping those little appointments just wasn't that important to him. It made me also think about there was a young lady. I, I, this is really just pretty vivid. Um, again, I didn't think much. I, I thought, gosh, all, don't all youth pastors kind of attend the team events of you know, the key, key people, uh, just kids in the group? Um, but you know, she was really surprised and blessed that I was there. And you know, she was kind of one of the star players on her team. And um, um, it, it was a particularly tense, I think it was actually a playoff game, and it was tense, and unfortunately, they lost that game and she really kind of took the brunt of it um, and was really inconsolable at the end of the game. And I, I I, I found it hard to, I was like, what do I do? I mean, how do I, how do I console her? Um, and then I, I just wondered, well, where's her dad? I thought I saw him around here. I heard he was around and I find out that he's in the parking lot just Drinking beer with his buddies and goofing off, and you know it made me so angry. Um, how, how how could a father do that? How could how could he decide not to not to be there? Kind of be there, but not really be there for his daughter. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't start out the ministry this way, uh, but you know, again in in hindsight, um, you know, what I think one of the Greatest compliments that I treasure is uh, when some of them come up to me now, you know, many years later, to say I was kind of their, you know, their father figure. It, it really, really blesses me. And, you I think one of the reasons why I think I'm also really this ministry, the youth ministry, is so um, close to my heart is, I think we can all relate in a sense. You remember your teenage years, you know, my years. I, It may not seem like it now, but back when I was a teenager, I became a Christian at 18. And I was a pretty cynical, foul mouthed uh, (laughs) uh, teenager. I thought all this was Christianity was garbage. I thought it was all fake, um, useless. Um, And it really was. A couple of youth workers that really invested in me really answered my questions. you know, minister to me. And again, it was a, it was a period of it, uh, you know, those, again, those teenage years where I got to really understand and believe. And I, you know, was hoping to just, uh, you know, minister to the teens in that sense. Um, and then when I was transitioning to men's ministry, you know, some light bulbs really went off. You know, um, so much of what I was dealing with in the youth ministry was related to you know father issues. You know. And again, some of those, it's some of them are not major, major decisions, but seemingly small decisions that accumulate, again, for good and for bad. Then I saw in the men's ministry it was really also a blessing to see. um, You know, I I saw some devastating you know moral failures and infidelities. But it doesn't stop there, you know. It was I was also blessed to see when some of these men decide, you know, it's going to be different, you know, when they confess, you know, in the in the confidentiality of their men's groups, they share, you know, they are held accountable, um, and and they're restored, you know. I've seen marriages restored, I've seen families restored, and it's really just amazing blessing to see. And again, I I, I submit to you that all that was possible because of series of small decisions, you know, again, everyday decisions. Um, I, I've also seen in the, in the context of men's group, it's really beautiful and inspiring to see, you know, one, when one brother figuratively trips and falls, right, you know, relapses back to his addiction, and you see the, you see the, the men's group coming to action, like chasing this person down, you know, just loving on them, supporting them. Even, have to take him to a professional help at times, and even just fasting and praying for him. You know, it's it's really really beautiful to see. And all those again are just series of decisions to be in a group, to be supportive of each other, phone calls, late night phone calls. Um, and I, I tell you, many of you know that I'm, I I I love volunteering and helping out at the at the parking team. Um, you know, again the camaraderie there with the with the men there just is really is amazing. I. You know, whenever a brother can't make it or is out of town, uh, somebody else inevitably jumps in and says, hey, I'll, I'll help out. I'll switch schedules with you. Uh, and even just inspiring to see brothers who hey, they've already finished the shift and say, oh, hey, can I help? Do you need help? Um, can I help here? Um, I really just really serve, um, love serving with them. And, and also how critical that is. Okay? Again, in a certain sense, you know, there aren't many churches who have the parking issues that we have. And just to be able to facilitate and accommodate the, the people that are coming, and again, just also so that you can be here to be blessed by everything that has been prepared for you. You know, again, that, those are all series of decisions by teams and by individuals that, that actually facilitate that. Um, the, the first consideration I, I, I propose before you is consider the impact of small, everyday decisions. Okay? Let's not dismiss things that, eh, I don't know if that's that important, or it's not really that big deal, OK? Um, I want to guide you to, um, you know, I was reading through Romans, and this passage is really, really um, close to me. Uh, Romans chapter 5. I just want to highlight verses 3 and 4. Um, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. There, there is this beautiful progression here. Again, if you're in the midst of tribulation, okay, I hope, hopefully you will take this to heart that says, persevering through that will help develop character, and character ultimately hope. And I, I, I submit to you that it is even the little tribulations Okay, maybe little annoyances. Okay. As you persevere through all of that, it really helps to develop um, the core of who you are. Um, and the next passage here in Luke, I believe, um, affirms that. I mean especially the, the first half of that passage in uh, Luke 16:10, "He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much." And again, it's interconnected. You know, you can't just dismiss the little ones and just focus on on the big things. Okay. Um, And there's a couple other examples I I put in there, one an Old Testament example and a New Testament example of how something small can amount to uh, something great. And I'll I'll leave that for your your reflection at a later time. Um, The second consideration I wanted to propose before you is that One small decision for the Lord can be a turning point. So I try to establish with the first point that all these series of small decisions accumulate to develop who you are and your character. And while you are doing that, you never know where at one point one of those decisions can really blossom to a great impact for the Lord. I want to share... um, one insightful story about Mother Teresa. Uh, I know it's Father's Day, but uh, indulge me here on, on this illustration. I, I hope it helps me, helps me make my point. Um, I know sometimes you know, she is, you know, I, I think it's, it's hard to see if uh, anyone in here hasn't heard of her. She is such an international icon and a, a saint, someone who is put on lofty um, standards. But I want, I want to kind of take us back, just rewind to a point when she started her ministry. You know, back when she wasn't so famous, okay. And, you know, she started her ministry in 1948. (laughs) And that was decades before many people even heard of who she is. And and back then, you know, she was uh, a godly woman who felt called to serve the poorest of the poor in India. And I want to share with you a video clip That kind of illustrates again for now just take yourself back to before she was um a great godly godly woman um and it describes an incident that really it could be characterized as a turning point in her ministry okay let's just share this video
2: in calcutta the sisters joy and love were desperately needed In particular need were the city's thousands of critically ill men and women with no place but the streets to die. One day, Mother Teresa picked up a barely conscious woman. She pleaded for hours to get the woman admitted to a hospital. On that day, she decided to care for the dying herself. She went to the local authorities. Give me a place, she said. I'll do the rest. She was given two abandoned halls on the grounds of Calcutta's most sacred Hindu temple, called Kaligat. Here's this temple to Kali. Highly intense worship is going on there. And there's this nun. She's walking in. She's been given a place to set up a home for the dying destitute. And people say, hey, what's happening out here? What's this Christian missionary doing in the heart of Hinduism? Hindu protesters tried to force the government to evict Mother Teresa. When that failed, they actually threw stones at the nuns. Then one day, a desperately ill Hindu priest appeared outside the home, vomiting blood. He was 29 years old and dying of tuberculosis. Mother Teresa without even thinking, you know, picked him up, cleaned him up, really, you know, gave him his humanity back. And the head of the temple looked very really abashed, and he said, you know, we have been worshiping a goddess who's made of clay, and here's this living goddess in our midst. I think that was the turning point. With a single gesture of unconditional love, the Catholic nun won acceptance in the heart of Hinduism. Now, no one in Calcutta, Hindu, Muslim, or Christian, would have to die alone and unloved.
1: You know, when I, when I saw that clip for the first time, I was really struck by just knowing that, could it be that people actually threw stones at Mother Teresa and her nuns? And that, that back then, she wasn't so widely accepted. But it was that, that moment when somebody showed up on her doorstep. And I want to submit to you, you know, the reason I showed you this clip is I wanted us to connect with her back when she was just doing her everyday routine almost. You know, when I was reading more about her, I was really struck by how devoted she was every day to prayer and to service and almost a singular focus on what God had called her to do. And again, I want to submit to you that when, when this happened, she was, it was just a product of all the accumulation of who she was by all the small, everyday decision, and it just developed a character in her to a point where it was just natural for her to pick up this dying person. And, and I, I, lo- I love what the narrators they just give the humanity back. Um, so, again, before she was famous, before she won the Nobel Prizes, she, you know, she, before she met with royalty, um, all these things, I, I, if we can really identify with that—that that every day what we do can have impact. Okay, and um, so the, my last consideration, okay, is let us decide, okay, to represent Jesus in our everyday life. Okay. And again, we may know, we may not know when that turning point might come. Okay, when that kind word or that opportunity to minister, will open doors, okay. But again, don't underestimate those small opportunities that come your way, okay. I also want to kind of bring it back home. I don't, I don't want to imply that all this great work is done in international missions or um, someone who give up their life for, for um, to go, go way far. Right here in, in San Francisco, and in our Cornstone community, I just wanna show you um, a few illustrations of how some everyday decisions, just week in and week out decisions that our community makes has, has amazing impact. And you know, let, let me start by sharing, like right now there's up there on second and third floor, there's about 25 to 30, 30 adults who are ministering to our kids and you know, Again, I spoke about our youth ministry, you know, having to meet uh, out in a, in a different place because we're out of space here. There are all these adults who have decided to serve and to minister to our kids. And I'm blessed by that. You know, my 11 and 8-year-olds are in the children's ministry. And every once in a while, in the middle of the week, they'll just break out in a worship song. And I know I didn't teach them that. Especially that song, and so I'm blessed by the work that that all the volunteers are doing. Um, and also, our website, believe it or not, is having reach beyond what what we can imagine. I mean, did you know that there was a couple who, upon learning that they'll be moving to San Francisco from Europe, just did an online search for churches in San Francisco, okay. and uh, and he's also he's, uh, one of the leading experts in oncology. And you know, he found Cornerstone, you know, like what he saw. And, and, but because of some traveling quirks, it, it, they, he didn't actually make it out here for two years. So for two years, he was watching our services, okay, listening to the podcast, okay, and was just really blessed. And so when he, when he actually got to San Francisco, he almost felt like he was home already. And so, again, that is a result of Many, many volunteers who, again, just decided to give up, give up some, of their, some of their time to, you know, our, the camera, camera team, the, the creative arts team, all the producing and editing that's going on, and our website team to put it all together, that is having an impact. And did you know, actually, in the last 12 to 18 months, over 95 countries in the world, just by, you know, IP address check, you know, they, they're accessing our website. And by um, podcast subscriptions, we're between four and five thousand subscriptions, and again, just roughly, that's about, I guess, about three times our community. So we're having a reach beyond, beyond, um, you know, the, these these walls here. Okay, and again, all that is possible because people, you know, what may seem like you know, it goes on in the background, okay, it's just having an amazing impact. Um, This one's also near and dear to my heart because it does involve one of the youth uh, in in my youth ministry way back when. There's a nurse at Cornerstone who, like 15 years before, was able to minister to a young lady who was really torn and considering possibly ending her pregnancy. And this nurse led her to salvation, led her to Christ, just loved on her. And 15 years later, this baby grew up to be a charismatic young man who was really touched at a youth camp and really just was in love with Jesus. And he inspired his mom to come back to church and inspired his, many of his relatives to attend. And, and when this nurse was able to bump in to say, oh, are you? It was just an amazing opportunity to see 15 years later that, that, what, that ministering time between the nurse and the young woman, how it had come to a, just an amazing impact. And again, we're blessed. Our community is blessed by that. Um, I want to close with this story. Um, there was a young man that I, I really um, was blessed to work with. Um, his father was really not there in, in his youth, and we had just found out that his mom was diagnosed with cancer, and I was again just thinking, boy, how do I minister to him? What do I do? Um, about two months after the news, um, we were at a, a youth camp, and it was just during prayer time, um, and I just asked the Lord, "Lord, just help me. How do I, how do I minister to him?" And I just simply asked him, "You know, do you wanna, do you wanna pray for your mom?" Um, you know sometimes we may not know exactly what words to say or what to do but just being available to be again just God's hands and feet and um, you know he was really ministered to at the time Um, and it's just really again a blessing to to, to see many many years later you know he he is now serving our country in Afghanistan he's a sergeant in the army and I was privileged to do his wedding last year. Um, and you know, I just want to kind of wrap up and say, you know, again, we all these things, all those small decisions have impact. And again, accumulation of all those decisions really develop who you are. Okay. Um, and again, just also kind of in wrapping up, you know, this being Father's Day, I just want to really encourage all, all the fathers. I, myself, I don't come to you here as a, as a perfect father. There's things I'm trying to improve on to be as, as, as godly a father as to my children as possible. just want to encourage all the fathers here to you know, be, stay connected to Jesus, okay? And um, you know, he will show you. Um, I, I want to introduce uh, the, the closing song. Um, as has been said a few times uh, today, that, you know, again, we... Are God's hands and feet. I think that's just really amazing that God will use us to convey his love to other people in our, in our community, in our in our sphere of influence. Um, you know, one of Mother Teresa's favorite sayings was that we are pencils in God's hands. You know, may we really consider that and um, and and just be inspired to, um, to decide to, to, to be uh, God's hands and feet. So we're gonna have a time of giving at this time, but I want to close our close our time in prayer. (sighs) Heavenly Father, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I, I wanna just point everyone to you, Lord, for you are the perfect father, Lord. And Lord, I ask a blessing over anyone here, Lord, who is struggling, either with their own dads or even being a father. I pray, Lord, that you will just minister to them in a special way, Lord. And I pray that they'll decide decide to move forward and not overlook the the, the small decisions, Lord, the, the small acts, Lord. And Heavenly Father, again, I'm just so thankful, Lord. I'm just amazed, Lord, that you would use us as your hands and feet. May we consider what that means in each of our lives. And Lord, I just uh, bring this uh, service to a close, Lord, in your precious son, Jesus' name. Amen.